Welcome to Running It Back, the Lessons Learned from Sports podcast. I'm Mike Palmer, joined as always by Tarlin Ray. Some activity in the NBA, apparently, Tarlin, in the last couple weeks that, you know, last time we met, I believe the Suns were up uh, 2-0. We talked about CP3, a.k.a. the point god, a.k.a. Cliff Paul. Chris Paul. Good State, good state Farm. Good state we're friends, farm. Of, friends of the show. Yeah, 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 we're open. Hit us up. Things took a bit of a turn. The stories have changed. The narratives, the people who ascended in prominence and now maybe are are making us think of tiebacks to historical figures, corollaries, if you will. We went from talking about Chris Paul to now we're kind of all living in Giannis's world. Giannis Antetokounmpo? How is that? How is that? Nope. And Tenten Kupo? We'll nope. clean this all up in post. I'll just <laughs> don't clean it up. I'll just type it in and my over double say it. It's all gonna be beautiful in post. But uh Giannis, the the so-called Greek freak, was freaking amazed at how well he did. Any thoughts from you? What are you what are your opening thoughts here? So I felt like you were changing up, you're changing up our format a little bit. So and I don't want you to clean this up in post. <laughs> So we did have 20 minutes of early banter. Mm. And I loved going to record because we actually weren't, I wasn't sure what we were going to cover right now, yeah. which is you're keeping me on my toes. Point. Yeah. And by the way, if Dude. you're interested, if you're interested in our early banter, it's part of our platinum package. Check us out on runningitback.fm. That's runningitback.fm. The lessons learned from sports podcast. You heard it here first. Two. We always start the show. You're the lead. You're the one that's driving us. But you always ask me how I'm doing. I typically do. Yeah. But then I don't know where it's going to go. 30, I have to... 30 plus 30 plus shows. And I know the colonoscopy threw you off yeah, last it did. time. It did. But don't be afraid. I want to tell you how I'm doing. Yeah. So okay. let's at least have some appetizers before we get into the meal. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So I'm doing fantastic. I've missed you, Palmer. Yeah. A, we missed our every two week because I had an opportunity to go on vacation with the family, mm. uh, go to Yosemite a National Park. Nice. The press and the reporting was that it's going to be like Disneyland, as packed as Disneyland. It mm. actually was a great experience. No cell coverage, almost impossible to get access to Wi-Fi. And it's yeah. just a moment to spend and no TV in the room mm-hmm. it's a to spend some quality time with the family. Yeah. Now, you know, family time, there are those moments where you might be yelling at each other and you want to see how in a non-air-conditioned lodge you can just get away from each other, but still great, great moments. So that's one. Yeah. I slept this week. Yeah. For every fourth or fifth pot, I want to talk about sleep because sleep's super important. I know as older gentlemen, I will not age myself, but I'm still south of 50. Yeah. There are things that are becoming super important. Drinking water, mm-hmm. ton of it actually mm-hmm. makes you feel better and sleep. So I had average seven hours and 41 minutes of sleep the last seven days. Wow. Is that a personal record? Are it, you... is, it literally is a personal, I'm, I'm telling a personal record over the last six to nine months because I really had some trouble sleeping. So I'm coming in rejuvenated. Yeah. And so a shout out to the Aura Ring. I know we've talked about State Farm, but yeah, come at us. Come at us because it it is truly... 
something that's helping me monitor how I should be sleeping, monitor my ring will tell me what time I should probably go to bed. Yeah. And so I wanted to lead in with that. Yeah. We can do whatever we can go in any direction you want to go now. It's performance technology is what it is. These feedback mechanisms, they help you get better. It's the whole quantified self movement. It is a real thing. And yeah, it's aura ring. You were saying. O-U-R-A. All right. Aura ring. And then, and other, other providers, you know, no, right. Ain't no ring on our finger sponsor wise. So if you're an upstart in the space, talk to us as well. But yeah, so we have to talk NBA and I feel like, you know, point taken around open with how you doing. Got it. But, uh, but then following up on that, are you dodging how pot committed you were to the point guard on our last show. No, like you so were, not at you all. were, not you at were all. going pretty strong. I, we, going, we got into it a little bit. I was, I wound up on hashtag team Barkley and I'm going to stand by it. Also, we will be talking about space jam in a subsequent show, Charles Barkley, solid performance in space jam, but a Chris Paul, we don't want to beat up on him too much, but you in particular were very supportive of the point guard in our previous episode. The worm has turned. Giannis, Giannis, like the Phoenix, like Paul Pierce from the bowels of the forum. Was it the forum? It probably wasn't the forum. It was it was probably the Staples close, Center. Close enough. Hurt, but, hurts, but hurts, hurts, hurts nonetheless. The Staples Center out of his wheelchair, Giannis, after his seemingly debilitating, seemingly season ending. I don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to come back? If he comes back, he'll probably be hobbled. He scored 40-something points, but the rest of his team didn't show up in game two. And then something happened. You know, the Olympics, another show we'll be talking about the Olympics shortly. A, a torch was passed in the NBA to a younger Greeker, freakier athlete. Giannis has ascended to the throne. Comments, thoughts, Giannis, Chris Paul, I want to spend some time talking about Giannis corollaries, but first let's just, let's digest what just happened in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks win a somewhat entertaining competitive series, but after losing the first two in Phoenix, they roll through the next four to win the series in six. So if you bet Bucks in six, you're happy. I I didn't get the sense that you were leaning towards that eventuality, Tarlin. So, so how are you? How are you assimilating what just happened for us in the NBA? Okay, so a few things. Yes, I, I, I am not jumping off the CP3 bandwagon. Yeah. Everyone is saying that this is another data point to show that CP3 is a choker. Now, ah, choker is strong. Hold, hold, hold I'm just, I'm getting a oh, lot. Please, it's your, it's your time. Of, this is your time. I, I see it. I see am, am, am I speaking? Am I? <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> So I'm getting a lot of chatter about that. Yeah. Now, there were moments in that series where you were just befuddled. Mm-hmm. How, when it was almost like there was a sniper at times mm-hmm. on Chris Paul, because there were a few times he lost his dribble with no one around yeah. and just lost his handle to the other team. So I, that was, was, I was flummoxed. <laughs> and there it is. And you normally count 10, nine to 10 minutes in where that were a word that I need to go look up. 
<laughs> that my daughter is studying for a standardized test. <laughs> well, like, deep, deep I was, I was nonplussed, Tarlin. Oh, I gotta say. And are you pronouncing that the right way? <laughs> we'll look that. We'll, 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 we'll talk. We'll, we'll get. We'll get our intern, uh, Zaya uh, Avantgarde, our intern. We'll we'll look into that. Zaya, Zaya, Zaya Avantgarde. Zaya, come on, get her get her name right. So that was a little disheartening to see. The other thing. I said, I, I felt like the Bucks were making Chris Paul look short mm. because the number of times he had balls deflected, he had four plus turnover games. He just was not in a rhythm. And he, I mean, Drew Holiday had something to do with that, right? So, and I was going to go to Drew Holiday. Yeah, so yeah. I have, I'm a lifelong Bruin fan. Mm-hmm. Love Drew Holiday when he played for the UCLA Bruins. Former Campbell Hall graduate from out here in LA. And to be clear, you rep as a point guard. If you were to be listed with a position, it would be point guard, not shooting guard. Correct. Is that correct? You're a one? I'm a one. You're like a one, two, though. You're a little bit of a one, two. Listen, I'm a one. Well, I have to see the players on the team. If they if they need me to score, then I will. But I I I'm I like to get the ball. So the way Chris played the game is close to the way you would calling him the point god as someone who played point guard so it's, it's a heavy praise and you're you're saying something for real i just i really appreciate the way he controls the game gets yeah. guys into the right spots and gets mm-hmm. the ball into people's hands where he knows they can do something with it so i was going to say drew holidays on ball so you have the all nba teams and you don't some guys sometimes you don't know the players and they've always hyped Drew Holiday. Not only the press, but players yeah. hyped Drew Holiday as one of the toughest guys, mm-hmm. toughest defenders. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen, I mean, he is a pain. He and, is he's, and he's big too. I mean, big, to your point, yeah. Body, strong, strong, fast. Moving his feet, anticipation, mm-hmm. great hands. I mean, the strip that he had at the end of, I oh, can't yeah. remember, there was game four. Game five. Uh, Booker. Mm-hmm. Booker went in no man's land, stripped the ball from him deep yeah. in the paint, and then made <laughs> the alley oh play to Giannis. Yeah. It's crazy. So Chris Paul, yes. I, I don't know if they climb the ladder again. I, I do think they have a great team. I think Chris should stay there. Yeah. They got hurt because they had, you know, DeAndre Ayton got exposed. Chris, he was getting a lot of, I mean, if you look at the Lakers series in round one, yeah. I don't think he had a shot outside of two feet because mm-hmm. of the way the flow of their offense. So they have some things to work on. Devin Booker, who I'm glad we didn't run the show. We wanted to say is next Kobe, unbelievable ball player, but has a little bit, as PJ Tucker said in the championship parade, he needs to just get a little bit more dog in him because uh, when he got hit, my buddy said, you should look at Devin Booker's shooting percentage pre getting his nose busted up and post. Yeah. <laughs> but to Chris Paul, I stand, listen, we have a point God show. Yeah. I was hyping Chris Paul and part of it because of his leadership. Sure. And we talked about leaders and his ability to go from team to team yeah. and actually take a team, a more of a team and actually get to make them better. Yeah. So I, I was probably was blinded by that. Not by, I still am going to go down as he's probably one of my favorite point guards of all time, but yeah, yeah. I probably overlooked and this is talk more about Giannis is Giannis's leadership. 
Right. Well, and also Giannis, mm-hmm. I, I think that's absolutely a fair point. I will just to, to put a little bow on it. I will continue to say that Chris Paul will be classified in the range of another son legend, Charles Barkley. I think that that argument probably still holds tight. We'll see what happens in the rest of, of Chris's career, but I'll stand by being on team Barkley and his legacy. And also another big fella close to my heart, team Ewing, Patrick Ewing where I would say, you know, he's still in that space. Ewing never won a title. When you'd never win a title, that does put you at a different echelon. And at least now, Chris Paul has played for a title and he made it to the finals. And I, I also think in addition to the defense from the Bucks, not just Holiday, offense wins games, Tarlin. Defense wins championships. So I do think there was a little bit of that coming out of this series. And then also nod to Jalen Rose I believe father time is still undefeated and Chris Paul is getting older the wear and tear of the regular season that he as head of the NBA Players Association signed on to I think towards the end of a long playoff run by that point he was feeling the pounding and the more physical stronger defensive team wound up winning the championship this year but a lot of that was also Giannis's leadership to me it goes back to Giannis in game two when they lost in Phoenix he played like a champion and he led by playing like a champion and with maximum effort despite the fact that he is the most athletically gifted person on the court he was also putting out the maximum effort uh, again as a young player but that to me reminded me a little bit of Jordan as the the best athletic player on the court, also putting in the most intense effort. And then we've never seen that with a player his size. I was just really struck by Giannis's leadership through the way he played the game. I think that's an amazing point. One, leadership comes in, in many, many different facets. You look at what Giannis was doing early in his career. Most people would say he was quiet, kept himself. We we do need to have that Bryson DeChambeau, Roy picture where he was 190 plus pounds and now he's 240. <laughs> he's a monster now. But I actually sent a, a chat to some folks at work and was saying the thing that struck me with Giannis, you see Giannis in an all-star game, you're like, wow, he is the Greek freak. I'm not checking out Milwaukee Bucks games on, yeah. on NBA TV. And so I probably gave him not as much credit because he lacks a jumper. You know, if you don't got a, you don't have a sweet jumper, I, yeah. I tend to give people less sway. Yeah. Cameron Payne's of the world. Like I just, it's so hard to look at. It's a fundamental. You got to get the fundies down. Yeah. But yeah. the thing that struck me with Giannis is he's relentless. Mm-hmm. And we all, those who have played, and there's a turnover on one side of the court, and you sort of put your head down and pretend like you're running back. Mm -hmm. I've never seen, he is full sprint Mm -hmm. to try to get back on defense. Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, but he had five blocks in the last game. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last time you saw that kind of effort was probably LeBron in like the 2016 Yeah. 17, where he had some chase down blocks, but Giannis, how do you not follow a guy 
who truly just leaves it all out on the court. Yeah. And so I think first and foremost, most is his hustle. He is NBA defensive player of the year, yeah. right? He is the MVP and there's a reason for it. And I think that, you know, that, that sort of bleeds, that's part of creating the culture yeah. that you want for a winning franchise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And his supporting cast, quote unquote, felt more staked in as equals, at least him and Chris Middleton, who'd played together for, for eight years now. That's a counterpoint to a lot of the, the dream teams where, you know, taking your talents to South Beach or to Golden State or to New Jersey or to the Los Angeles Lakers. That's a cheaper way to get to dominance as opposed to the idea that these guys grew up together and then they brought in the outside pieces and they did get a lot of uh people looking askance looking awry at their acquisition of drew holiday basically saying they paid too much to get him there but then he did really pay off thoughts on the importance of Defense, I mentioned it before, it's a sports cliche that I've been using for probably about 30 years now, which is offense wins games, defense win championships. I was always a better defensive player, and I focused on that side of uh, the game in, in terms of basketball. But what about Brooke Lopez as maybe your fourth best player on the Bucks, fifth best player on the Bucks? but he's a really good defensive player. P.J. Tucker, another pickup, a tenacious defender. There is a character... In addition to the culture you're talking about, there is this positive culture supporting each other, but just sort of maximum effort culture paired with a strong defensive team. Then the problem becomes, how do we score enough points to win? But that's almost a counterpoint to the style of play we saw from the Suns. You know, they were good defensively, but they were more about being a transcendent offensive team. Any lessons to be learned? Or is this just one case where maybe the more uh, defensive team won, but there were other factors? Any thoughts on the, the importance of defense versus offense? I think, and don't have the stats. Normally I would be... Yeah, really. You were, you were really, busy getting really, good. Really, you were getting re, good sleep. Really tight on the my Wikipedia stats, but you have to look and see. The championship teams are normally free flowing in the regular season. You often have a lot of offense. They they cannot be on the lower end of the defensive rating as a team. Yeah, but when you get in the playoffs, it is cohesiveness on the defensive side that's going to get in games. Playoffs. Playoffs. Brooke Lopez was. At one point, a, a starting center of the Nets was brought to the Lakers and was shipped off. He didn't know what to do with that stretch center. P.J. Tucker has always been an undersized and great defensive player. No one would say Bobby Portis when he was on the Bulls. Right. But that was his dominant role. And yeah. he's found a six-man role that even when Giannis is out. And yes, I did have I picked up Bobby Portis weekly, streaming him on my fantasy basketball team from time to time. Yeah. Um, and, and then you look at a Pat... Connington, yeah, who is Giannis's workout buddy, who will get down and play defense as well. I mean, they yeah. had a seven-man rotation, mm -hmm. and with Drew Holiday picking people up at three-quarter court, and Chris mm -hmm. Middleton, who probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, but is an all-star. Yeah, and a good, and a good, a good, another good defensive. Yeah. Great defensive player. So, yeah. Yeah. and they're all long. So, I do mm -hmm. believe. I think you're right. Defense. Defense wins games, but I, I just want to go back to 
Giannis, you were talking about the super teams. Yeah. And I was just thinking about Giannis and the Bucks and comparing it to, we often try to compare it to organizations and, and business. You know, there is no quick fix to culture. Mm-hmm. There is no quick fix to creating alignment amongst your team members or your employees. And what the Bucks have done in a hard way and stay true was have a vision, have a mission. They built up and found a transcendent player, lucky in a way to get this 15th pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. And he's turned into who he's turned into the last four years, two, yeah. two MVPs. Mm-hmm. But a- along with that, they have A, being willing to st- stand pat and B, have someone in Giannis who says, no, I'm going to do it the hard way because he saw that every day they were making those incremental gains. And even mm-hmm. though they washed out last year in the bubble against the Heat when they should have won and they had a lot going on with the Jacob Blake yeah, shooting. Kenosha, and Kenosha, yeah, yeah. Kenosha shooting. They still fundamentally believed that they were about to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Think about it. It's hard to do that. Budenholzer and other organizations have been fired. They yeah. can't get Giannis next. Giannis would have looked to jump because he's looking at everyone else in the league mm-hmm. that's jumping to the super team. But he is betting on a seven-year relationship with Chris Middleton, who he knows will help be the closer at the end of yeah. the game to get a shot. Where you look at when he's getting shots at the end of the game, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of space. Nope. Chris Middleton's not blowing by you. Yeah. And then to be bought in to say, thanks, Eric Bledsoe, but you're an undersized point guard that is a liability on defense and say, no, we're going to double down on defense and they're going to mortgage a little bit of our future yeah. in doing so. So I take away, you asked one question, I answered four for you. That's good. It's good. I absolutely believe the, you, you cannot win in the NBA without defense. And that's what the Lakers did last year at the end of the mm-hmm. season. They mm-hmm. were, and then the year they were clamping down yeah. one and two it really, it just gives you a different archetype, a different version of a way to win mm-hmm. and to build culture. And the, I just really appreciate what Giannis has done. He, he is in the Tim Duncan mold where he's staying in an organization and building a culture. He is in the Kobe mold where he stayed in one place and helped build a culture, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, yeah. A couple other things on Giannis real quick. One is I think his spirit is what impressed me the most. And you could see his spirit when he was ordering a 50-piece chicken the day after winning. He's overjoyed. The genuine joy that he's feeling as as someone who came up from, from a difficult upbringing in Greece to where he is now, it, it, it is a little bit reminiscent of, of Jordan's ascent out of nowhere. I'll, I'm going to stop saying Jordan related to, to Giannis, and I'm going to start saying Hakeem Olajuwon as the, the corollary. If you think about him as an international player, you think about of him even in, as a big man, and then also as one who transcended the, the pre- prevailing thinking about the aspects of his game that he'd be able to develop. The speed with which Giannis plays off the dribble is really what is most freakish to me about him. The fact that he's bringing the ball up and looking for an opportunity in transition at, how tall is he? Is he seven feet? Six? Yeah, six, 11. 11 and long. And then on the alley-oop, I mentioned this to you. He reminded me a little bit of the Rain Man 
Sean Kemp playing with Gary the Glove Peyton for for the Sonics back in the day, the way in which he could dunk and could just be so much above the rest of the game. Giannis did that, and he did that on both sides of the court. A lot of his blocks were above where you would expect him to be and then the speed with which he got there particularly is there a name for the block of the alley-oop because that yeah, was, not yet. I mean, that needs a name because my god you know the signature plays and it wound up being a more beautiful series than i was expecting i was actually i was expecting if it was going to be a really beautiful series it'd be more the suns performing an, an amazing offense which we really saw throughout the playoffs but i think it was more the the fluidity with which Milwaukee could play, particularly in transition after their defense made something happen. I forgot how much I love that style of basketball. And I was very hopeful that with the spirit that Giannis was leading with would continue to drive this team. I just think they're probably going to be on par with Olajuwon's Rockets in that they won at least one championship in an off year due to COVID, due to injuries, due to what a what a what a And I think the conversations for Giannis, who's still young, you know, soon to be 27, he's got plenty of career ahead of him. It is another counterpoint to uh, the hope as someone who's on the, in the latter parts of my professional life, that someone like Chris Paul could win a championship. That would have been a narrative that I, I was happy to get behind. But I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised by how well the NBA season ended and what are your thoughts looking ahead coming out of this season perspective? Just, just one more thing on Giannis. Uh, yeah. I think the Akeem, interesting that you talked about Akeem. So now there's only three players that have won MVP and defensive MVP, Jordan, Akeem, and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Saw an interesting stat. There are three players, Jordan, LeBron, and Giannis, looking at the before age 26. Jordan had six All-Stars and one MVP, no titles. LeBron, seven All-Stars, two MVPs, no titles. Giannis, five All-Stars, two MVPs, and one NBA title. Mm. So he's on a path. Mm. When you look at next year, the Bucs were a moment and a toe away from getting knocked out of the playoffs by a transcendent star in Kevin Durant. Mm. And we always have to remember, and this even goes to looking at the Suns-Bucks, at the end of the day, I, you know, I was leaning on leadership. But oftentimes, whoever has the best player on the court is probably going to win. Yeah. So the Bucks, they're going to reload, but with a healthy, maybe hard and lose with a couple of LBs. He looked a little thicker this year. Yeah. Irving stays in for hopefully, I don't know, 65 games. I Ky- Kyrie gets hooked up with the right Sage distributor to make Correct. sure that the everything, all the feng shui world, in the Barkley world, Center world, is where world, it needs to be. Yeah. World is square, whatever we're going to talk about there. Yeah. And then Kevin Durant, I think that's a tough group to get through. Yeah. But if you're going to lean on a super team versus one that's been together for a long time, Giannis is probably the only one that has that chance. So own this, you know, for a guy who gets crushed for his free throw percentage yeah. and in the penultimate game, he, he goes 17 for 19 from the free throw line. He, yeah. If he's his normal series free throw percentage, they yeah. lose that game. Yeah. He needed to shoot 10 for 19 to tie. And he shot 17 really, for 19. You did yeah. that. How you did that so fast. I did that already in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're prep for that. So kudos to Giannis. I have purposely continued to say his first name and I'll allow you to continue to try to say his last name. 
kudos. Really brave of you. But we have a new star that I hope, you know, he's had a four-year run that has been dominant. And he's the kind of guy that you root for. I want another four to six-year run where he truly cements himself amongst the NBA greats. He belongs there. And he's the kind of guy you root for, unlike, you know, a guy like Barkley that you keep talking about. Well, and for me, it's also what's he going to be like with a little bit of swagadocious energy behind him? He's now coming back. Like, I just won that game. You know, he's running it back as someone who won a championship. Is he going to lean in with a level of this is, this is my world now? This is my league now. And what I love about Giannis is he's, he's still a pretty humble guy. He doesn't Very. come across come across as arrogant by any stretch, which is really fantastic. My bold prediction about Giannis, and this does relate to upcoming programming from your friends here at Running It Back, is that I think he's the inside track for Space Jam 3. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think I think that's a bold prediction. That's a couple of years out. Warner Brothers, come at me, Giannis, and your representation, but I'm going to put it out there. Space Jam 3 Giannis would be fantastic. We could talk more about that when we talk about. Uh, that's if we our, need our another Space Jam. I Space think Jam we're okay. Show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Space Jam. That's that's also coming for those of you who love running it backs. Media criticism as it intersects with lessons learned from sports. But yeah, any final thoughts, uh, Tarlin? I mean, it was a fun NBA season. We got range though. We're about to talk about the Olympics. We will close off our NBA programming for a bit with uh, some Space Jam conversation but then you know before you know it the nfl will be back olympics are on the horizon lots of good stuff cooking here at running it back but closing thoughts yeah great to finish another nba season my family there were surprised that it was the finals because they thought the finals just happened so i think they'll be happy to have the nba off tv I'm looking forward the nba is not done for me next week is my favorite day of the year an nba great. draft mm-hmm. got to see what the the that the guys are wearing and where they're going and see yeah. how many times Jay Billis talks about, you know, arm length and wingspan. and wingspan and everything else. So great, great cap for the season for those fantasy and it's fantasy football is coming just so everyone knows I did get the number two pick. So come at me with who you think I should take with the number two pick in a half point PPR league. Nice. Outside of that yeah. thank you for the NBA season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as a resident Mets fan, who's probably a bigger sports fan on the baseball side, perhaps, than my lackadaisical Dodgers fan on on the other side of the equation here, there is something called baseball happening. I'm certainly finding some lessons from this scrappy Mets team that continues to perform well. Hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing. If you have any thoughts, we love feedback. Got a great note from a, a listener, Rochelle, who's out there, who went deep on some of our women's tennis shows, which Naomi Osaka lit the torch at the beginning of the Tokyo Olympics. Plenty to talk about on that front. We'll be coming back soon. This is Running It Back. 